have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 111 of We Have a Hook podcast where we talk all things film, TV and sometimes comic books. I'm your host Nicola. And I'm your co-pilot Chris. And what are we going to be talking about in this bumper filled episode then Chris? Right we've got Home of the Hulks where we're going to be talking about the things we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. We've got our reviews so John Wick 3, Game of Thrones and Aladdin. We've got our interview with Adam Seckman who plays Gary Green in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we've got the winner of our Detective Pikachu bundle Ooh, plus our new competition for this episode. Yes. Which is some pops from MCM london and we got our hulk topics which is your favorite disney live action so far mm. <laughs> okay let's kick things off with at home of the hulks what we've been watching reading and doing in the past couple of weeks then chris right i went to see john wick three yeah that was good when you went to see rocket man i did yes unlimited screening mm-hmm. uh nicola also went to an x-men fan event i did so i went to the dark phoenix fan event uh, which was at the picture house central in london mm. uh, so this is where they had the sort of avengers fan event okay and i went with geico so get your comic con and that robster and it was it was kind of cool so you went in you got a couple of free drinks um you did some sort of activities sort of thing so you had okay. your picture in front of the poster you could do this trampoline bouncy thing like mm. this gift thing in front of a poster and then you there were like some games you could do it was pretty cool there were also some cosplayers dressing up that you could have your picture with before you went into the screening and then from there on out there were you know the main four actors from the cast so we had Jessica Chastain you had Michael Fassbender you had Sophie Turner Queen of North <laughs> and then you also had and James McAvoy mm-hmm. so they came on they they talked a bit about their characters uh, what X-Men like meant to them about the saga because we know it's kind of ending now that marvel had kind of taken over fox right so their iterations of the character is coming to a, to an end and then basically we saw three clips from the film i'd say it was about 15 to 20 minutes footage i'm kind of excited actually i think I from think what i've be... seen it looks quite good so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited for it um you, you got a few nice clips and stuff which are up on twitter yes yeah there was a quite funny one where james mcavoy was talking about uh, i think he sang m people quickly um mm. and then <laughs> and then he was talking about apocalypse and then he said we but we don't talk about apocalypse <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is funny because simon kimberg who's the director and i think writer of some of them was there as well and they oh, were dear. basically saying yeah there's been some there's been some highs and some lows <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. of the trilogy and, and, and stuff yeah so that was really funny so um yeah go and check those out uh, on our twitter yes. it was a really good time really good time. it was a shame that we didn't see the whole film and i know some people for the event actually got tickets to the premiere uh, yeah, which i was for, yeah that's what yeah. i was really hoping for but we didn't but i had a really great time anyway i thought it was really good cool we went to mcm london we did yeah so we went on friday afternoon for like an hour Indeed. we just managed to get in because yep. i was done and printed off birmingham press passes <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a nightmare trying to get in the last entry was at five an hour yeah. before it closes and we had like a minute to spare yeah once they let us go through it. like so... take our cookies let us in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we met up with Geico, so Neil and Martin, and then went for a Nando's. We did. Very tasty. Very tasty. Yes. And then we were there yeah. the whole day on Saturday, weren't we? It was a super jam-packed day. Uh, maybe not for you, but for me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. yeah. Um, 
I we did saw more. the boys. We did. Yeah, one. we didn't actually talk about that. So yeah, um, let's start off with the beginning. So we sure. were, we tried to go to the Funko Pop stand, didn't we? Right. We got there about nine o'clock, and at nine fifteen there was already a queue all the way back yeah, yeah, from yeah. the stand. the The boys was gonna screen at ten, so about half nine we're like, nope, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's go over. So they had the cinema truck, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we watched the first episode of The Boys, which is a new Amazon Prime video. I think it's another Neil Gaiman. No, not Neil. Gaiman, sorry, and um, the one who did Preacher graphic novel. Okay, uh, so that yeah, creator sort of suits that kind of style. I think, yeah, really. yeah, definitely. Um, it also had Simon Pegg in. It had um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. He's one of my favorite actors, actually. He's great. I really like him. So yeah, what did you think of this episode? I really loved it. I wasn't, I wasn't going in there expecting much, honestly. Mm. This show looks fantastic. I'm really excited <laughs> to see more of it. It's just a very different take on the whole superhero thing. Yeah, really it almost subverts it doesn't it yeah it's got a lot of messaging about like um responsibility well consumerism and like yeah true yeah and just power and corruption yeah so i think it's a very interesting Mm. take on it's like a look at the underbelly Yeah, but even a look at sort of corporate, you know, corporations and stuff, but with a superhero twist, Yeah, I think. Just how power really corrupts and kind of people in power mm. maybe aren't as they seem. Trying not to say too very, much, very but cool. very, yeah, very cool. it was really good. Definitely interested to see more of that. Indeed. What did we do after that? We went around for a bit, didn't we? Met yep. with Geico. I think we saw Ben from the DC TV show very, very briefly because they went off to the Arrow panel. Right. And then after the Arrow panel, because um, they did this weird new queuing system for talks didn't they because normally when we go to yeah. comic con we really like to sit in the talks for most of the day yeah and and from this one they adopted sort of the u.s style of it so they mm. clear the whole thing out after every single panel yes. which was a shame and the queuing system was crazy yeah like if you wanted to go to two like one after the other you, you wouldn't couldn't. be able to get into the next one or no. if you did you'd be at the back like standing. standing so it's i didn't like the system honestly i get it i get, I get why yeah. they do because it gets the people that really want to be in the panel in the panel. Mm. But as soon as the arrow panel went in, I then went up and queued for Sebastian Stand and I, which was insane. There was like an hour and a bit to wait, but I really wanted to go because obviously it's Marvel and it's one of the biggest guests we've ever had at MTM. So I was like, I need to be in there. See, I queued up. It was a bit of a cattle crush. Uh, to say the least and it was super hot and it was a bit health and safety wise not mm. great because what happened if the fire alarm went off it was a bit scary anyway yeah, the panel was fantastic really really loved it and um, he was so funny and um, there was even a message there from tom holland which was great yeah. you liked uh, some of the stuff i did of, uh, i did yeah go and check out our twitter if you want to have a look at that got some pictures as well uh yes yeah, so that was really good um came out of that uh we wandered around for a little bit more didn't we went to the game section you really want to play crash Bandicoot, but everything was so busy, so wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, we wanted to try the Doctor Who VR thing, but that was really packed. And then went to the Sebastian Stan photo op, which was interesting. They had to do that about three times. <laughs> they were saying something about my chin, like put my chin down, and I mm. thought I had something on my chin, so I started rubbing <laughs> my chin. And they're like, "No, it doesn't look quite right." And I'm like, "Why? What have I got on there?" And they're like, "Take your glasses off." And I was like, "Oh, that makes much more sense." <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was funny because the people behind me, because they had to do this three times and they were probably like oh come on because oh my gosh the speed that they do yeah, it is yeah, terrifying yeah. but yeah they they came and talked to me afterwards and they're like what were they asking 
we thought you had something on your chin or it was shiny or something. And I was like, oh, thank goodness it, was it wasn't just me. It was there right? on the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, dear. Um, and then we had another bit of a wonder, I think. And then we went straight to the Supernatural panel, didn't we? With Misha Collins. Yes, he was great as well. He was Meanwhile, so funny. there was very little actual press stuff. Like, it wasn't in, in the Yeah, which was anything. a shame. Normally we have like a packed schedule full of interviews yeah. for like everyone goes in the room and it's like a round table interview and it's really quite nice to just sit in there and do them yeah but there was nothing i mean there was a couple on there friday was, yeah, there was a few on friday but... uh, we missed the clerks from which was a real shame but time <laughs> getting to london the excel is an awful venue to get to isn't it <laughs> <laughs> we went off at the wrong track we went uh, we got off at the wrong underground thing and had to walk all the way around it and... took 20 minutes that was part of the reason yeah just things were going wrong that day but <laughs> yeah, yeah was... we, we made it yeah <laughs> so yeah what did you think of uh, MTM London yeah I didn't mind it it was nice having Geico there and, and stuff because I would have got bored pretty quickly <laughs> yes um, sorry but <laughs> I get bored <laughs> at these things yeah I thought it was, it was good it was it was well done for the most part didn't have enough for press people really but okay. we were busy anyway weren't we so yeah. it wasn't a huge deal but yeah we missed Nate which was a bit of a shame from yeah. her chatting well, we waved it <laughs> we both the, waved uh, when we were in the uh, supernatural queue which yeah, was quite yeah. funny I always find it quite hard to meet up at these places though because there's just so many people isn't there and yeah. they're like where are you well I'm here now but but where are you and then you move <laughs> where, along where are you? and where are you? <laughs> And the signal was a bit crazy as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't have any signal in there. No, which was strange. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Okay, what else have we been up to? The other major thing is we've booked a trip to New York. What? Yes, we we, have. Nicola got us some uh, press passes to New York Comic Con in October. So we decided, yeah, sod it. (laughs) We'll make a a trip out of it. Yeah, shocking. I'm quite excited, but also very nervous because I'm not great with long flights. <laughs> I don't think so, it's a super long one. No, it's not like to. It's not like Canada. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sort of too halfway bad. around the world or anything. So yeah. I think it'll be fine. It's yeah. probably the longer one that you've you all have done. When you go transatlantic and stuff, you always get a bigger plane and, and things. Yeah, it's a little bit true. more comfortable. So yeah, it'll, it'll be good. You, you'll yeah. you'll enjoy it, and then you want to travel further. So. <laughs> you're like Barbados <laughs> yeah Caribbean please yes. uh, but yeah it was super excited things happening this week briefly tell you about teas yes. um, so uh, by the time this comes out I would have seen Hugh Jackman what <laughs> yeah. so I'm going with my mum we're both going to be fangirls <laughs> uh, yeah so he's doing a tour at the moment in the UK I think it's like the man the myth the music or something like that um, and yeah super excited about this uh, because if you didn't know other than Wolverine he was actually like a singer and a sort of stage yeah. actor so he did parts in like Les Mis he's done obviously Greatest Showman but he's done a couple of things before that so it'd be kind of interesting to see what he what he brings he to the show yeah. Hmm. yeah I think it's all just going to be big numbers it's going to be lots of singing and dancing and stuff yeah makes sense so yeah super excited about that and then what are we doing on Tuesday we're going to the Good Omen. Omians. Omians? <laughs> Good Omens premiere. World premiere. World premiere. Yes, which is exciting. So David Tennant, Michael Sheen, John Hamm, and Neil Gaiman, quite a lot of the main cast are going to be there. Yeah, is there Super anywhere exciting. to hide? <laughs> yeah, we're at the we're at the back at the top, good, so it's good. fine. <laughs> we're like us little people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've said on the invite, it's like smart dress. We're like, ooh. <laughs> is going to be interesting Uh-oh. does okay. that mean we do the red carpet they always shuffle us through really quickly yeah, though we'll, we'll just get there really early and just yeah yeah run up run up <laughs> run, run up across them, them. yeah <laughs> run up them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Could you imagine? Oh. I remember the last time I did like red carpet, I was with your sister mm. and we went to, oh, thanks to Nerd Chatting, we went to the premiere of The Nice Guys, which was amazing. Yeah. And we walked past Ryan Gosling and we were both like, oh my gosh, it's Ryan Gosling. It's Ryan Gosling. Quick, quick, right. go. Yeah, we're like, oh, it's amazing. And then these people were like, quick, you need to move along. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so yes we'll report back and, and see you know if we actually got taken out by security guards or anything mm, yes. we won't it'll be fine no it'll be fine okay so watching watching right tv finished game of thrones we did we'll yep. be talking about that very shortly started the looming tower Let yes look at that. um i didn't really pay attention to much but yeah. what i saw it seemed quite interesting but yes. very american yes so what did you think um yeah same. we should probably pay more attention yeah, next time Actually, we we um we didn't put uh, we watched the first two episodes and what we do in the shadows as well. Yes, which were quite fun. We quite enjoyed it. Yeah, they were right. I think oh. I really prefer the movie with the um, Taika Waititi yeah. and obviously um, Jermaine. So yeah, Jermaine Clement, Taika Waititi, and Ristabi are in it, and they're all hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the new show I kind of liked it, but I'm not convinced of the characters yet. I guess. Uh, Okay. I do really like the um Father Father guy. Yeah. What's his name? Ah, he's so good. The one from the IT crowd. Just another couple of things. Okay. <laughs> so just TV for me. I've been watching um Gold Rush, Parker's Trail, also Gold Rush, Whitewater, and also Deadliest Catch. Oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but then to be fair, I've been watching Legends of Tomorrow, so yep. there's that. Also gonna catch up on Aaron the Flash. And I haven't watched any of Supergirl. Should I be watching Supergirl? Let me know. <laughs> Cool films. Yes. Beauty and the Beast live action remake rewatch. I really enjoyed this. I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah, I think I had some issues with it originally, and I probably still do. But I really enjoy it. I think yeah. it's one of their better ones yes. that they've done, yeah. honestly. So, yes. Also really liked uh, Dan... No, Dan Stevens was good, but yeah. my favourite was Luke Evans as Gaston. Yeah, as I thought he was fantastic. Was and the new character, what was his name? But the guy from Frozen, you know, who's his Le buddy. LeFou. Yeah, yeah, someone. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, it's just a really good job. Yeah, really good film. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think that's got way better quality than Aladdin, honestly. Mm. So I think it's maybe got a few dollar dollars. A couple bills. more dollar dollars. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, John Wick 3, we obviously saw. Yes. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Do you want to talk about that briefly? Uh, sure, yeah. I haven't seen it. Nicholas saw it. Okay, so this was Taron Egerton starring as Alton John. Yes. So, I mean, did you enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Yes, so you'll like this even more. I think because I mean Bohemian Rhapsody was good but I feel like they kind of turned down the whole sort of part of his life about his sexuality a little bit okay Uh, the guy from Mr. Robot Rami Malek I don't know whether he's a singer or not and I know you can't at all Mm. impersonate Freddie Mercury voice wise Uh, but he was miming it all whereas in this Taron Egerton sang all of the songs and it was really impressive it doesn't exactly sound specifically like Alan John but he actually spoke sound John in the film and um not in the film but about the film right. and he said that he really enjoyed his voice and he wanted him to take to do his own a, own take on right. his sort of things and it was fantastic and i mean the the depth that they went to i mean it was it was very emotional as well and much like bohemian rhapsody the the journey that they go on you know the drugs the sex the just crazy and, and then you find out about his past and yeah it's really it is quite there's much more to it i feel like mm, so i might be seeing this tomorrow then with your yes. dad while there. <laughs> yes <laughs> that'd be interesting so um <laughs> because you're obviously going to the thing with your mum and your yeah. dad's going to give you a lift so we're going to go to cinema while you're <laughs> watching it 
indeed. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it four stars. I think it was so good. Taryn Agerson was fantastic. And I don't know how much more songs you can fit in there. So, so good. And the musical numbers were great as well. It was quite just the way they did it was very, very good. The music is cool. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. We also saw Thor 1. This was we while did. we were at MCM, actually. The eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows were a different <laughs> yeah. colour, right? Also, um, can I just point out, Loki was so much hotter in this film. Really? <laughs> Don't you think? Interesting. Like, because he had his hair, like, scraped back and it wasn't all greasy and stuff. <laughs> okay, Whereas, sure. like, in the Avengers, it's all sort of, like, limp and bleh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I just know like, what, what have you done to its hair? <laughs> well, see, he was going blue a lot more. Yes. That is, what happened to that? I guess they just thought, ah, there's mm. not much need for that. True. So they got rid of it. Because he was turning back into, like, the blue thing that he was. That he actually is. Frost giant? Some sort of frost giant. Yes. Oh, I, don't know. Mm, I, don't I know. need more explanation. Thing. Oh, <laughs> yes. Is. Um, no, that's the dark owls, Chrissy. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I enjoyed this a lot more than I remembered. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite fun. I think it's fun. I don't think... Yeah, I think Thor, the character, has come a long way. So yes, I think all definitely. the characters have actually lived. Yeah. Really improved since then. So, but it, it was still good. It was fun. And how did I not realise Hawkeye was in this film? Yeah, he was in it very briefly, wasn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the that's his entrance into the uh, MCU. And we also watched Aladdin. Both Aladdins. Both Aladdins. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's that. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. And we also listened to uh, the Get Your Comic Con Game of Thrones episode. We did, yeah. Yes. And that's pretty much everything. So, shall we get things cracking with the reviews? Let's do it. You stumbled upon an opportunity. I can make you rich. Rich enough to impress a princess. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. So Disney's live-action remake of Aladdin was released in UK cinemas on the 22nd of May 2019, directed by Guy Ritchie. The synopsis for the film is a kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that is the power to make their deepest wishes come true. So Chris, considering this is your favourite Disney film, uh, what were your sort of initial thoughts going into the film and then coming out of the film? Right, well, I was was hopeful, or at least I was trying to be optimistic. The trailers were a little worrying, Blue Will Smith and everything. Also, Guy Ritchie felt like a weird choice. (laughs) Question mark? I mean, he's made some good films (laughs) and stuff, but Aladdin... He's got, really... it's like a definite sort of vibe, hasn't he, Guy yeah. Ritchie, and a style to it. And yeah. I, I'm not sure I'd pair that with Aladdin, maybe. Agreed. Agreed. So, just didn't really seem like a good fit for him, and I was a little concerned, but I was just trying to reserve judgment. And coming out, my worries were justified. Oh. So, um, they just fell off, especially the first part. Came across kind of cheap. CGI's... Ooh. <laughs> the genie's CGI wasn't great. And yeah, Guy Ritchie just, I don't think it was a good fit. So, hmm, slightly disappointing. What <laughs> right. about you? So, uh, same as you, I really, really wanted to like this, as I did actually really enjoy Beauty and the Beast live action film. But coming out of it, well, obviously there has been, you know, backlash with the trailers and the blue genie. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't great anyway coming out um i thought it wasn't an awful film there were some things i did really enjoy about it but i just thought the magic was missing like from the original uh some great performances and some good sequences and things but for some reason it just didn't click for me and i I don't really know what that was maybe it was the sets like you were saying um but yeah it, it just it didn't really come together so characters and performances so let's talk about Will Smith first, shall we? Because that's like the big one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I love him. I think he's great. And yeah. I think if anyone could come close to Robin Williams, then I think it's probably him. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I just didn't think it quite worked. Uh, you tried to do sort of Robin Williams thing, but also his own thing. And yeah. it came sort of like this weird mix. <laughs> I wish he'd just done sort of one or the other, really. Also, the CGI part was terrible, I thought. I, di- I didn't enjoy it at all. It was just a bit scary, really, wasn't it? <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work for me. Okay. But I do, I do think later in the film, the film came up in quality because he was in it. Like, he does have a lot of charisma and stuff when he's not the blue genie. And I yep. think it, it rubbed off on everyone else. So it rubbed off, eh? Yeah. Like the, uh, like the lamp? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, I thought I much, as you said, much preferred him as the human genie. I kind of liked his and, um, like, Dahlia's kind of storyline. I thought that was quite sweet. You know, Prince yeah. Jasmine's friend. Yeah. Um, I really liked her. Yeah. yeah. Same as you, though. It just felt like the film really kind of clicked into place when it was him as the human form. Lots of charisma, but it is so hard. You can't fill the shoes of Robin Williams. And no. bless, poor Will Smith has been given, like, the most impossible task. Yeah. But for me, I think he did really well. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty okay. fair. Uh, Naomi Scott as Jasmine. Yeah, I really liked her, actually. I really liked that the film sort of focused more on her this time around. She yeah. got her own song. She got a friend. Um, yes, she got more true. of a focus. And I, I did quite enjoy that. And plus, she's the Pink Ranger, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she. I liked the bits they added in for her. I think I just don't necessarily think they were necessary. So there's that. You don't necessarily think they were necessary. I don't necessarily necessarily. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, I think she was a good fit. For the, I think she looked part the part, and she she did a good job generally, apart from at the start. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Mina Masood is Aladdin. Yeah, um, I think he looks great as Aladdin. Yeah. But then I'm not sure he looks great as Aladdin. Do you know what I mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Um, he, yeah, he looks the part, but then I'm not sure he should be quite that pretty. I mean, he's supposed to be a street urgent and stuff, right? Oh, okay, and also, yeah. he should have been a bit more, like, I don't know, dirty disheveled. duck or something. Yeah. <laughs> dirty duck. Okay, fair disheveled. enough. Yeah. But yeah, I think he was all right. Again, once it got into it, because I felt like at the start, it just wasn't working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I generally thought he was quite likeable did a good job it looked a lot like him like you said uh but yeah i don't know what it was for me disney films it comes down to the songs and i'm sure we'll talk about this later mm. and i don't think he was possibly the strongest singer i don't no, know if that's a fair comment but yeah anyway so we've also got uh marwan kanziri as jafar yes <laughs> who was awful <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah it didn't work for me at all no, no. it's such a pantomime no. sort of villain it's just mm. not scary at all yeah, really? in the cartoon he had so much more character and he was much more sort of sinister. Sinister. Oh, ah. Unless he was just a bit sort of yeah. just like some other guy. Some guy. Um, <laughs> uh, Navid Nagaban as Sultan, who's also in Legion, who I yes. much preferred in Legion. I really like him in Legion, but I yeah. don't think he really had a role in this movie. No, like, he, he wasn't, wasn't there he at all. Much, so. It was mainly print. Uh, it was mainly Jasmine's film, really, wasn't it? I think. Yes. Yeah. And. Nassim Padrad as Jasmine's handmaid. You mentioned her. Yes. She was really good. She was funny, yeah. I also really liked um, Billy Mag- Magnuson's Prince Anders. I yeah, thought he was just well. fantastic. Really, yeah, really yeah. likes him. Let's just mention Abu on the carpet because Ooh, yes. they're important characters. And I feel like in the um, in the cartoon, they had so much more character. Like you actually felt like they had emotion and stuff. Like yeah. the carpet would get upset and would be like, <laughs> True. oh, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in this, they didn't quite come off as strong. I okay. Felt. Yeah. They, they were good. Yeah, they were still my favourite sort of characters from the film. Yeah, though. which just kind of says something, well. doesn't it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so story plot for me. I think it's pretty much the same as original, but they added an extra song or two and some extra details just to kind of flesh it out a bit, which yeah. weren't that 
interesting necessarily. <laughs> Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Same. Pretty much beat for beat, the same sort of story. Uh, enjoy the addition of some new characters, but not as much spectacle as the original, which I know yeah. is hard because obviously it's animated. But the the kind of big sets that they had, it didn't feel very sort of agrabah, if that makes sense. It felt more Bollywood. Yeah, a bit more stage show type thing. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about the songs then. So, what do you think? Ooh, well, (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy the new song. So, that was Speechless. uh, But it did feel very Frozen like. Don't know what you think. And a bit sort of musical esque. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I thought it was a good song, but uh, I thought it was, the visuals were just weird. I didn't, I didn't get it. Like, yeah, the Thanos dusting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still need someone to explain that yes. to me. But yeah, if there was a message there, I couldn't quite access it. But it, I enjoyed the song, so it was yeah. okay. It was yeah, I, f- I feel like some of the songs didn't quite sound right as well. It, it was due to sort of tempo and pacing. Slow things <laughs> down a lot more, sorry. <laughs> sure. Like one jump. It, it mm. wasn't, you know, it wasn't fast yeah, enough and bit, the, yeah there's something just quite off yeah. the start maybe specifically that mm. it just felt awkward going into a song and it wasn't quite working yeah but a no. whole new world was still pretty good right that was really good yeah friend like me never had a friend like me was a bit eh. but uh, i liked prince ali i thought that was a good spectacle yes prince ali and yeah. a whole new world a whole new world were the <laughs> yes. best ones, definitely. okay so visuals, choreography, cinematography, that sort of thing. Yes, as you said earlier, it did feel like it was really just filmed on a set, didn't it? Yeah. It was. It didn't feel like there was any locations. They were just built up. Yeah. Um, there Lots wasn't of CGI. And... Yeah, and there Which wasn't was actually okay. Yeah, true. I the mean, stuff. I just didn't get that vibe locations. from the original. No, no, it didn't have that kind of sort of magic or anything. No. That kind of scale. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, shall we? Uh, shall we put this to bed? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, I just got to say, actually, apparently it's doing really well at the box office, which okay. which is good for Disney, okay. I suppose. A lot of people are liking this, so it's not all negatives. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, if people like yeah. it, then it's fine. But I don't think it was. I don't think it lived up. To, so my rating would be that uh, I'm going to have to give it one thumbs down for this guy. So wow. you know, it's a shame to take a classic like Aladdin and make a worse version. So that's kind of you know where I'm at. Really. <laughs> okay, right. I would probably give it half of them. Uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But sure. <laughs> okay, half a thumb to one thumb. It was okay. It was. I enjoyed it, but okay. it wasn't. It didn't live up to. Yeah, I think the certainly original. the second half I enjoyed a lot more, but I just don't think it was. I think the quality was there, which yeah. is a shame because it's a Disney film. You know, you expect a lot from those guys. True. But. I think all the budget for this year is going into Toy Story Four and Lion King. Unfortunately. I think if you go do something, do it properly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Witt broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, was released in UK cinemas on the 15th of May, 2019. The film was directed by Chaz Tahalski, and the synopsis is, Super Assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassin's Guild, and with a $14 million price tag on his head, he's the target of hitmen and women everywhere. Ooh! <laughs> so Chris, what were your initial thoughts going in and out of the film? So I was super excited for this one. I loved the first two, and the trailer looked just as cool. Yes. 
Uh, but coming out, I, w- I I definitely enjoyed it. But honestly, I felt a little deflated. Whoa, after really? The film. Have yeah. we actually spoken about this yet? I'm we not sure we have. Oh, no. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I felt like it started to drag at the very end, honestly. Oh. Um, I was a little annoyed with the outcome. And right. also how they were clearly setting up another one towards the yeah, end. Yeah, that's true. And I was kind of hoping for this massive crescendo final movie with a really strong ending. And it just kind of... The end just went in a different direction for me. <laughs> okay. So I will talk about that, but that's my initial kind of Ooh, feelings. With a little tease. What about you? <laughs> uh, so I abs- same as you, absolutely adore these films. Definitely my favourite sort of action thriller, sort of mm. assassin trilogy. Yeah. Um, thought it was fantastic. Such a visual spectacle with, with some really mind-blowing stunts and fight sequences that haven't been rivaled since The Raid. But like the raid, I, I again sort of felt sort of a bit drained after watching that. It just mm. felt it became a bit tiring because it was like non-stop, wasn't it? Yes, but I think I have some feelings on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I really liked the sort of aspects that they went deeper and darker into the mythology of the world. Yeah, I always and, that. Yeah, 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 that was really great. Very cool. So performances. Characters and performances. Let's talk about Keanu, shall we? Wow. John Wick himself. Yep. I want to know how many lines he had in this film. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. I, like, I enjoyed some of his lines, though. though. Yep. Like, uh, guns, lots of guns. Yep. Oh, um, the Matrix the reference Matrix there. Reference there. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a dog joke, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, was there? Well, it wasn't a joke, but it was funny. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I really love Keanu, and I think he had some, you know, good good humour in there as well. So, yeah, good stuff. I don't know how this guy is still living. <laughs> I mean, he keeps going John Wick, and going. Right. Oh, yeah, it's oh, true. Keanu, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> well, specifically John Wick. I just think he's, like, perfect in this role, really. Yeah, yeah Because he's, he's like, sort of an anti-hero in a way, isn't he? Because obviously he's an assassin and kills people, but you actually really root for this guy because he's been yeah. through a lot and stuff. It's to do with his sort of character. Yeah. He's not very... He's not really sort of oppressive or anything. Mm. He's just quite sort of chill almost. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's not the word I'm looking for, but (laughs) I'll have to do. Yeah. I find it strange when he's fighting people that he's really professional about it. Yeah. It's it's just, it's just bizarre, but really interesting. I don't Mm. know what it is. But yeah, I think he was fantastic. I mean, he did the majority, I think about 90% of the stunts. Yes. And you can really tell. It just it just looks so seamless and just yeah, so well very done. Good, very good. Um, the fight scenes were fantastic as well. And uh, I've put here that love, he doesn't even have to have, you know, say that many lines to, you know, he's very expressive, but yeah, yeah. not expressive in a way. <laughs> in yeah, his yeah. unexpressiveness, you know what's going on. Does that make sense? He's expressive in his body language yes, and stuff like that. So yeah. you don't need lines necessarily because communication is mostly body language, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Most of the time he's just like, <sighs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> okay, again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of live vicariously through him, don't you? In a yeah. Way. Um, Halle Berry? Oh, uh, yeah. Really, really enjoyed her character. I thought she was fantastic. Again, she did the majority of her own stunts and I think it really paid off. You could really tell us. Loved her dogs as well. I think that was really great. I don't know if I'd like putting dogs in battle like that. Yeah, yeah, that was my one thing. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. That plus, I was just worried about the dogs. Yeah, the whole entire time I was on edge, like, no. Well, maybe that's what they were going for, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, But not in it as much as I thought she would be. And I was a bit disappointed with that. Okay, yeah, I think that might, yeah. She might come back, though. you never know. Fair play. Ian McShane? Oh, I always love Ian McShane. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I do love his character, but I felt his character suffered some severe character assassination oh. in this film. We should probably say, like, spoilers up front, maybe. Oh, shall we just go spoiler? Yeah, because yeah, okay. 
you know, I'm going to slip up and say, <laughs> yeah. I think my, my, what I want to say about this thing is very kind of based on. On the ending. On the ending. Yes. So. Okay. So I would highly recommend going and seeing this film. Yes. yes. I would recommend seeing it. If you like the first two, then yeah. definitely see this one. And plus there's going to be probably another one at yeah, this point. Of course. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah, go and see it and then come back. And yes, here's your spo- final spoiler warning. Begin. <laughs> Yeah, so I was just saying, like, he, he, I felt like he suffered some character assassination towards the end, which I didn't enjoy, really. And plus, that, that also was along with a couple of other characters, Lance Reddick's character and the Continental Hotel itself. Yeah. And so I, I'll get more into it later, but that, that's kind of my issue, really. But I do think his performance was good and everything. So. Yes. Lawrence Fishbone? <laughs> <laughs> just straight up crazy, right? I don't, I yeah. don't really know what I feel about his character in these films. I quite enjoy it, but I don't think he was hugely involved in this one. No, like he was and that more... he was more in the second one. Yes, and obviously going to be in the fourth one. Yeah, he was there, uh, it was kind of like a place, yeah. kind of like leading up to the next one, maybe. Mm, so yes, mm. confused. Mark DeCassos was zero. Yeah, I really thought this character was great, a great addition. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I liked him at the start, but I think they went too far with his character, honestly. I think he, <laughs> okay. he was a bit of a daft character almost, wasn't he? He came across a little well, bit strong. yeah, I suppose so. I mean, they obviously brought him on because he had really, really great uh, fight experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think his character was in, um, what's that TV show about? Oh, I, I'll come back. I'll remember it later. But yeah, I kind of enjoyed the fact that he was a fan of John Wick. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, I think they tried to push the humour too far yeah, with him, maybe, personally. But maybe. some of it was okay. Yeah, it was just sort of on the edge there. I wasn't really sure. Mm. I, wasn't really sure. But I liked him at the start, and I think he would have worked maybe a little bit better as more of a straight-based villain. But yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, what about Asia Kate Dillon as the adjudicator? <laughs> Not sure about this one. I mean, very. Um, I, I like because she was she brought a lot of the mythology into it, yeah, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, I uh, love the concept of an adjudicator. Yeah, it's very cool. and like an impartial person yeah, in yeah. a way. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. No, I, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. I think it was okay. Okay, story plot. Yeah, not story. <laughs> plot story. So yeah, it pretty much follows straight after the events of John Wick Two, doesn't it? He becomes excommunicado. He's got a huge bounty on his head, so it's him against everyone else, pretty much. Which is the, yes. the plot with the first and second films, really, uh, isn't it? I would say that okay, the first two movies have a very strong focus, right? Okay, it's him. <laughs> something happens, and then there's a target, and he goes after yeah. the target. Basically, it's very direct, focused, and direct. Yes. Um, this one's an agenda. This one's similar to that in in a way at the start. It goes in a different direction yeah, than that. He's, he's the not, target he's now. He's the target now, yeah. and he's trying to survive. Which I like that. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he's basically like this runaway train that has this kind of inevitability about him. Like he's he's coming for you. <laughs> I am inevitable. Happen, right. <laughs> um, and I never felt like he really cared about his own life in those movies. It was more about duty and justice. Yeah. And his okay. life was very secondary. Yeah. And this one, it starts off about survival, which is cool. But then at some point, the focus changes and he goes back to being an assassin. But then he doesn't really have a purpose <laughs> yeah. now. And okay. then he becomes a rebel. And I just felt like the messaging was a little bit off. Like it was it was wishy-washy mm. in a sense to me compared to the others. Yeah. Were much more... Okay. I see what you mean. Because um, they always talk about the rules. There's always yes. rules in place. And it's always sort of very black and white, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. Whereas this one, it was a bit... Yeah, and he we, he went to find um, the elder in the middle of the desert to kind of yes. ask for a pardon. High table. High table? High table? 
<laughs> that was good. I did. Yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a bit weird. And he was asking him why sort of thing. And he yeah. was saying, I want to live on to kind and, of preserve the memory of Yeah, and I just thought that's a bit and, weird. And then yeah. what they asked him to do, I just felt that was a bit out of character that he would then, because I felt like those those two characters him and winston they kind of saw eye to eye they had yeah. that same kind of principled mm. nature and yeah i just felt that like that was a little weak of him okay to make yeah. that choice and everything the bits i really enjoyed were you found out a bit more about his past didn't you and you know he yeah. called in that favor because he had the like, yeah yeah that was very cool yeah so, so there was more world building and expanding that, yeah. his history and everything which was very cool so getting back to sort of the end winston changed right i mean I know that it's setting up for a next one, and I think the idea is that you hate Winston. You hate the the, the Continental. Mm. You hate everyone, basically, and then John Wick's going to just destroy the whole system, which <laughs> is going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that, but I just felt like, ah, I don't <laughs> okay. like that they had to destroy uh, the character of Winston. Yeah. Lance Riddick's character is so cool, and he kind of went along with it, which I didn't mm. like. And then the Cont- Continental Hotel itself got destroyed because it's like this beacon of principle outside which anything goes but inside the rules are like paramount you know and yeah it just kind of like its character got destroyed i felt so but could it be a twisteroo another twisteroo with a twisteroo could he be protecting john wick you think so? as in it made him look like he was dead but he's not dead you think this was the plan all along? Maybe. I mean, that bit where he fell off the roof was yeah. a bit suspect, because, like, how do you survive that? Exactly. <laughs> without some sort of planning. But he's John Wick. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would go for that, if that's what they want to do so. in the last yeah. one, because then that would make my points here <laughs> worthless. <laughs> okay. Right. Shall we go on to visual effects and such? I have a, another oh, couple of things okay, that sorry. I want to mention. Uh, the boss battle at the end, I felt, was too long with Zero. Mm, yes. I think it just went on and on. Uh, I like in the other John Wicks, I feel like it's very non-stop action in the sense that he'll deal with someone and then he'll go to the next guy and the next guy and <laughs> okay. he'll keep smashing through people until he gets to the top guy and then yeah. he'll just murder them, whatever. Um, I just felt it went on too long and um, it didn't really serve any extra purpose or really add anything to put that time into it. It just felt a bit sort of... I don't know if you could say that it was too gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> Big word. Just to spend too much time on this fight but yeah. i kind of feel like the maybe bit of fight porn sort of yeah. thing yeah i mean i know that that's that's entirely what john wick is but in the other hand <laughs> yeah, it's true. like it felt gratuitous i don't know how to explain I love it this, but i don't love this bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a bit yeah i'm a bit okay. torn on that but um yeah i was just hoping that this one would be an epic combination to the trilogy like yeah it would be a trilogy i kind of wanted and, it to round off yeah and i felt like that's where it's going yeah you know? but um just to get to the end and have this fairly what seemed like a fairly weak ending to me mm. was just a bit of a disappointment and it was just a lead into another movie which i still definitely want to see that movie so i'm not (laughs) too disappointed okay just a little bit disappointed you know okay okay (laughs) yeah cool visuals cinematography uh choreography that sort of thing just mind-blowing just spectacular cinematography especially in the final fight in the continental you know they had that funny sort of mirror room i thought that was fantastic and then obviously the bit with the horse you know when he was like Riding yeah. a horse and then going side saddle and fighting <laughs> yeah. like ninjas on motorbikes. It's yeah. just mental. I mean, that's just the analogy is pretty much that John Wick. This was like a game, wasn't it? This film, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, sure. 
Sure. Um, and I'm just, I really enjoyed the audience we were with as well, because, you know, this is like super violent, it's gory, and every, they were just enjoying every minute, weren't they? They yes. were Every time they were like, oh, oh, and then like laughing at things. And... Although I will say the guy sitting next to me was a bit annoying. Oh, really? The seat right next to me. Oh, okay. He was like shuffling around, <laughs> eating things and drinking things. Right. I know that people do that in cinemas, but it was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but the main thing I really enjoyed about this film, I think, is the way it's almost a bit Jackie Chan-esque. Mm. Like he'll use anything he can find as oh, a weapon, yeah, which yeah, is fantastic. Really I mean, there was a horse, there was a book, there was a belt. All I sorts mean... of, weren't they fighting in like a, it was almost like a museum, wasn't it? And they yeah. had all those like ancient... <laughs> weapons and stuff oh yeah that was was just, good. yeah yeah very cool yeah. very cool yes just overall style is epic i love all the neon and everything mm, and all the different locations yeah. i liked that in this one they could go a bit further with the locations and stuff you got like the desert and everything yes. like that it was really yeah, cool that's true. um yeah bikes horses dogs <laughs> what more could you ask for <laughs> <laughs> although i was worried for the dogs but yeah. yeah the siege on the continental as well that was the part at the end which i really did like but at that point i was sort of Losing it a bit. Yeah. yeah. But I really enjoyed the siege. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. Mm. So, rating? Yeah, I kind of see this film a bit like Die Hard 3, in a sense. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I loved the first two Die Hards. Yeah. But then they tried to sort of change the formula and it didn't quite work as well for me. Yeah, it just sort of tried to change the formula and I think it came out weaker for it. But that said, I love the first half of the movie and I am definitely excited to see one more. Even though, I mean, I hope they don't drag it out too much. Like, keep adding extra movies. Yeah. I just want them to, like, give it a really good send-off and then have a nice set of movies that you can just watch. Yeah, I think if they take it too far, it would just be a cash grab, but, you know. Yeah. I would give it one thumbs up, and I would recommend to go see it if you like. One thumbs up? Yes. Oh. If, if you like the first two, I would recommend going yeah. to see it. Okay. I can't feel that. I just don't, I don't like I the, just how the, it. <laughs> uh, the, the theme, that the, the characters that had to be destroyed to get there. Right. Fair play. Because like Winston, who who's his name? The guy from the guy in the door. I forget <laughs> yeah. his name. Lance Riddick's character. And Charon? Charon? Sharon, sure. Yeah. And then the Continental Hotel itself. They're like my favourite character they're like my favourite three characters okay. after John Wick. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'll keep talking about that. But yeah, what about you? <laughs> I feel like when I first came out, it would probably would probably would have been two thumbs up because okay. the experience and I really enjoyed it and thought it was great. But now we've been talking about it and then you kind of spun it like that? I'm spinning it. I'm, oh, I'm spinning no. a web, a dangerous web. <laughs> Maybe one and a half thumbs up. Okay, sure. Okay. Okay, well, let us know what you thought of John Wick 3 and yeah. if we're right or wrong. Yes. I know death. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. So after eight or nine years of fighting for a throne in Westeros, yes. Game of Thrones has finally come to an end. It has. So we haven't really spoken about this in proper depth, have we? No. So what were your overall thoughts of the last episode and sort of the last season in general? Yeah, I enjoyed it overall. Um, okay. I think it had issues, but in general, it was good. Especially the scale and the visuals and stuff. Just, mm. All that is brilliant. You can't fault Game of Thrones for that, can you, really? No, well, except and... for water bottle and Starbucks cup. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> except there, for those there were a tiny, tiny things. Yeah. You've got to let them in. <laughs> um, and I, I think the writing was pretty good quality, actually. Yeah. So, okay. yes, I think uh, there's that. Mm-hmm. I think there was issues with pacing. 
Yeah, definitely. But I think that's a function of trying to wrap up this kind of beast of a story. Yes. And I think like it comes down to that whole pantsers versus plotters thing. I don't know if you saw that, but George R. R. Martin is this pantser. He kind of writes stories linearly in the sense that he writes them as he goes. Yeah. And he builds up the story over time and then he does what feels right at the time, which makes it feel quite natural and allows for much more sprawling, rich worlds. But if you're doing something which has to have a nice ending like a solid ending then you need to plot it which is more like you have almost like checkpoints of where you need people to be at certain times and then Mm. you have to kind of weave the story around those checkpoints and so it's kind of like they had to take this piece of story and conform it to a more digestible sort of yeah in a way that they can actually end it in a yeah in some sort of reasonable way yes because i have no idea how he's gonna end the books because he's got no. so many characters it's yeah. almost got out of control like you think there's loads of characters in the tv show the mm. book there's almost just it's just insane honestly yeah, there's so like, many more plot threads he sort of plants new seeds occasionally doesn't yeah. he and so and it's like this tree it grows outwards out and outwards control. and every book you need probably two books to cover the outcomes of yeah. that book so then it's just going to keep going forever so I, yeah i don't know how he's gonna do no. it so we'll see <laughs> yeah. we'll see honestly but yes and i think the episode pacing itself was pretty good like within an episode the pacing was fine it was just that in between the episodes getting from one an episode to another felt like yeah. there's some time missing there and then <laughs> which is makes sense because they had to fit it into six episodes or whatever yeah. and also like it was too neat like a battle fit into one episode perfectly yeah and then another battle fits into another episode perfectly i would have liked them to kind of i don't know mix it in a little bit kind of feather it out okay <laughs> Do you know what i mean <laughs> make it less obvious yeah the- well they made this big point about time didn't they in their previous episodes like mm. they were trying to make it seem quite natural for like Aya traveling from um king's landing to wherever that place is you do you know what i mean and then then this it was like form 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 (laughs) yeah and you said that they could have as many seasons as they wanted well i believe hbo said they could have a couple more than yeah and i think that could have been three seasons honestly i think they could have taken two of those episodes and made a whole season out of it and then another two and made a whole season out of it Mm. and that would have been nicer for like the whole White Walker stuff and everything, yes. it would have felt more yeah. like it got a nice resolution, like a nice, like they'd given enough time to it because yeah. that's what my concern is there is that I enjoyed the episode, but I just don't feel like it got the time it deserved. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it could, they could have fleshed it out a bit, honestly. Maybe two apps per season or three, they could just have made it into two seasons as opposed to one. Yeah. But... <laughs> you know, I guess it's been quite a while now, and they they just kind of set a target season to end it on, didn't they? Yeah. And so they just they just worked towards that. So I mean, you got to bear in mind this is this is their lives too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, eight exactly. to nine years of their whole like a big chunk of their lives has been dedicated yeah. to this one show. They're probably like, we just want to move on now. Yeah, sort of thing. It's been a long time. It's guys. been yeah. I mean, they got Star Wars coming up, haven't they? And yeah, yeah I, I can the understand. You keep it going as well. The more chance people are going to start dropping out, like people yeah, are going to go. Right, I've got to go do this movie. Or go. they just associate you with that one property yeah, and then yeah. you get sort of stereotyped into these same sure, sort of similar sure. roles and things. Yeah, so I can see why they went that route. And I think it was I think it was good. I think it was okay. okay. I can see why people are upset with it though. So yeah. there's that. Okay. <laughs> what about you, overall thoughts? So I I'm just I'm quite sad that it's over because this is one of the this is probably one of my favorite tv shows um i've read the books um we've got loads of stuff in the house it yep. just it feels quite a little a bit of 
sort of our lives in a way. I know that sounds really stupid, but no. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I really enjoy the mythology of. And I know they're going to be doing spin-offs and prequels and things, but I'm not sure whether it's going to be the same now, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> That's justified, I think. I yeah. Would. So on the whole, I've enjoyed this season. Uh, same as you, though. I just thought it was a shame that it was rushed. I've put here that I understand they've been doing it for eight to nine years. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Um, I did enjoy the last episode. I thought there were some really great moments. And I mean, we can't talk about it without spoilers. So I hope you've all seen it by now. Yeah. So this is your spoiler warning. I mean, there were some great moments like um, Drogon burning the throne. I thought the council scene with like Tyrion, Brienne, Davos, Sam, Bronn. I thought that was great. Um, and then the last sort of cut sequence between like Sansa, Arya, Jon, that was stunning. So I agree, yeah, when Dragon destroyed the throne, I really liked that. It was kind of felt like a like he was the smart one. Like yeah, he knew what was going on. The dragons, guys. <laughs> yeah. He knew what had actually killed her. Yeah. You know? And he was he was annoyed at it. It was like, it was why like did you symbol. let this yeah. Yeah, control you kind of thing? Um and then flying off with her into the into the sunset. <laughs> it wasn't the sunset, was it? But it was really nice. It was yeah. a nice moment. And it, it felt like a nice end off. Mm. So it was, was just it wrapped up the whole thing about Game of Thrones up really nicely. Yeah. It was like the idea of this um, the power would drive you to become this sort of awful thing. So yeah. him demolishing the throne is just yeah, yeah quite it's symbolic. Quite a, quite a nice symbolic moment. Yeah. Agreed. Nice message. The shot where she was walking down and Drogon <laughs> with the yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the wings that with was wings. really good yeah um, very cool just nice nice looking shot yeah um and it also kind of it was another message wasn't it it was yeah. like she's becoming a bit of a dragon <laughs> yeah. so that danger. was danger zone. <laughs> danger zone danger <laughs> yeah yeah I was when you suggested to me that it might end in some form of democracy I was like what? I know you laughed at me guffaw guffaw I did I laughed it off but ultimately i think it it was nice because it kind of it was a nice way to sort of bookend it and say like yeah. that's the game of thrones and it's done that's like, it done now that's, that's yeah. the throne stuff it's all the over throne now. is over <laughs> so don't worry about it anymore guys like yeah. that's, that's it story's ended <laughs> yeah i think they did it okay okay Go on, my favorite moments so brienne's knighting that whole sequence was just so heartwarming and just so lovely yes i just loved Actually, so yeah, much one that. of the it's highlights really nice. of the season for me i think yeah yeah i um, felt like that whole episode really was yeah. quite a nice sort of one last jolly hurrah with everyone <laughs> before, before everyone dies destroy everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. um we were talking about this in the geek stalkers chat and um i think weirdly enough like what i thought i wanted from game of thrones was this big spectacle you know dragons white walkers magic but yeah. actually when it came down to it it was the moments between the characters and and just the quieter moments that i actually really enjoyed the most which was interesting that's interesting because I would say that that is also true, but not entirely true. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I definitely wanted more right. White Walkers and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. You're saying. Um, moments with Hound and Arya. I just thought they were fantastic this season. And oh, just so heartbreaking, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh. Um, Tormund still chasing after Brienne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that was fantastic. Um, anything with Tyrion in. Peter Dinklage just needs to win all the awards. Yeah, he was yeah. so amazing. So yeah. I mean, even with the whole Tyrion becoming a bit stupid, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he just managed to pull it off. I mean, even the speech about Bran being king. Yeah. I was like, I see what you're saying and I maybe don't agree, but I love how you're saying it. So I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, I'm subtle. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the thing, yeah, because that whole thing was 
I just laughed it off initially, but mm. it, they brought, they made it work for me. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, as you said, the sequence with Danny and Drogon, and I think possibly what we've all been waiting for, the bit with John and Ghost. Where you oh, finally yeah. pet him, nice. and yeah. he was sort of happy in the end, wasn't he? I mean, he was free, yeah, and he was with Tormund. Yeah, and I with mean, he the... never wanted the throne or anything like that. I don't want the throne. <laughs> <laughs> you are my line. queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of two lines. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's where he wanted to be. He, he, yeah. he even had a little, almost a little bit of a smile at the end. He did. did you yeah. Like he's he's been a mopey bastard the I whole know. time. So <laughs> the idea that he would be happy at the end is yeah is not no. one I was expecting, but mm. a little, little, just a little smile. That's yeah. okay. I think that's like, yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> okay, so let's quickly go through our least favorite moments. Sure. Um, I didn't like it when the second dragon died. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was that was really painful, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was I love those dragons. And, oh. and a bit if you watch a bit afterwards, like After Thrones or whatever it's called, and one of the writers was like, "Yeah, Danny forgot about." <laughs> You were on split. Yeah. I'm like, how can you? They just had a strategy meeting before. Yeah, yeah it's no. really, that's really, yeah. it feels lazy. But, but I feel like they just, just had to get. It was so violent as well, wasn't it? Mm. They just couldn't have the second dragon. So they mm, had to true. do something. It's like they're trying to move the plot forward. Yeah. So they have to do certain things. And sometimes it's just going to feel contrived and because plus, there's nothing you can do. They had to make her downward spiral didn't they and yeah. that was a big was a part, part of it, of it yeah, wasn't it way, yeah so i mean yeah there's that <laughs> yes yeah like i said i was just disappointed that the white walker thing ended so yes. soon i would have liked that yeah. to really go on a bit more it's just like one episode and it was all over was... well it was i this... did enjoy that episode it was a really good yeah. episode but it doesn't make sense i mean it was there was a big culmination in this in the whole show that yeah. the main theme was you know white walkers yeah, and, and the threat about life and death and yeah, yeah. like yeah. your throne doesn't matter you're just going to get destroyed by this other force kind of thing <laughs> yeah. was kind but of what actually... i was expecting <laughs> yeah. yeah so there's that yeah and yeah just the this kind of, kind of few unsatisfying endings for a few of the characters but at the same time I always expected that would be the case with thrones and i feel like it would be too much fan service if everyone just got their end yeah. the way you want true you know? i mean the whole thing so. about game of thrones is like subverting your expectations yeah, yeah. isn't it i mean yeah. there was that th- that scene with um ramsey when he was like you think this is gonna have a happy ending you haven't been paying attention sort of thing mm. and you're like oh okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't quite a happy ending but it wasn't an awful ending either yeah. which i feel like that's kind of a, the best you're gonna get really yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, what do you think about, because we kind of predicted that Sam would be closing the book on kind of the Game <laughs> of Thrones, did, yeah. and they did have a book in there, <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I don't thought, like I those moments. Like okay. Lord of the Rings, they did that in there, didn't they? You know, the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was okay. It wasn't as... I was assuming that he would be closing the book like, I, I just finished writing this. <laughs> like, it's okay. history now. Yeah. Like, this has happened a while ago kind of thing and he'd just close the book and it'd be kind of like a shot of a book and it'd be all done kind of thing mm. which they didn't go that route so yeah i don't know if, i don't know if they really needed it but it was, it was something something <laughs> happened yeah that's all my least favorite moments i think right so right. are you ready for this <laughs> <laughs> what am i ready for what's happening myra my least disappointing um little least, disappointing list your your least favorite moments yes sure Okay, well, 
no, I wouldn't say least favourite moments. I'd just say dis- disappointed moments. I've got to quickly run through them because there's a uh, few. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so Jamie's redemption arc went out the window. I thought that was one of the things that really riled me because he was having this really great arc and, you know, he in the end he just ran back to Cersei and then he was saying you know he basically killed the Mad King because he was trying to protect the realm and then in the last episode well second from last episode he just said to Tyrion oh yeah I never really cared about people sort of thing Mm. and you're like no (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think that comes back to the kind of there's always going to be a few unsatisfying ends Uh, yeah I suppose so yeah that was Mm. always going to happen throughout today but I feel like he was still a better person he just wasn't as good as maybe you thought he was. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, like you said, Cersei, I was a bit disappointed Cersei didn't have a more satisfying death. Like Joffrey and Ramsay yeah. had an amazing death, yes. didn't they? That yeah. that really felt like they really deserved. And Cersei was like the queen of awful people, wasn't <laughs> yeah. she? And in the end, it was just bricks that killed her. Yes. I was like, no. Yeah. Because there was this big volunteer, uh, how do you say it? Um, prophecy that it would be her younger brother that would kill her. You know, there was that... Um, the frog witch or i can't remember her name Mm. um but they predicted that yeah the and then someone more beautiful than her would take the throne so So just a bit of a nostradamus type thing yeah completely wrong pretty much (laughs) um i did like that meme of uh um next one was r plus l equals j didn't really mean much in the end and and i that for me was also really disappointing I never really cared about that, to be honest. Really? But, I mean, they had this huge... It was supposed to be this big old twist, you know, that John wasn't a Stark. Well, he's kind of still a Stark, but he's mainly Targaryen. You know, they had the tower scene that was really powerful, Mm. and they did this whole big reveal, and he just basically got made a B character in this this last season, didn't he? Especially right at the end there. Yeah, exactly. And so this big old, you know, revelation, his main sort of drive, and his whole purpose was literally just to stab Daenerys. I know I know it saved the realm, like yeah. Jamie, but I just I don't feel like he was supposed to be the main he was supposed to be the heir on the, uh, for the throne and they treated him like shit, didn't they? <laughs> I mean I Tyrion like he's he saved Tyrion's life pretty much, didn't he? And then mm. Tyrion was like, oh good good boy sort of thing and, and then they you know exiled him to the north. I know I know that's what he wanted. Yeah. But it's a bit like oh <laughs> Yeah, I think he played a big role. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But give him more than two plan. lines, damn it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Bad play. laughs> okay, next. Uh, Brand three-eyed raven powers. What, what happened to them? Like, yeah. in, in the battle, he just kind of zoned out, didn't he? And we're like, where did he go? He, we didn't see him really walk. I thought yeah. he was going to... Um, I thought there might have been a twist that he was controlling Drogon and he was burning that would have been cool the thing and yeah. he was actually the main villain and he you know I, I don't know he was the main villain damn that would have been kind of interesting um, but I mean in in the White Walker one yeah he did walk into some birds or something didn't he yeah but what did he what do what did he do yeah there was no <laughs> need for it he got Theon killed and yeah. I don't know he just kind of he's one of those pervy people sitting in the corner like watching everyone else <laughs> I know it was just a bit weird he knew how everything was going to play out though he was just kind of pulling the strings wasn't he yeah. but it would have been nice to see him actually more actively pulling yes. the strings like he was Helping controlling some or... beasts or something to do exactly yeah, I agree. yeah. I agree. yeah. and I think the main one similar to you, the Night King and the White Walkers what was the point they set up this huge thing this huge battle between the living and the dead they had you know the big symbols what that what what did the symbols mean yeah. they had the bit about you know the children of the forest creating them yeah. 
there was oh, just just irritating. Um, and then the last bit, prophecies. There were so many prophecies in the book, and none of them oh, were hardly mentioned or explored. Yeah, I think that comes back to that whole plot, plotting versus pantsing thing. Yes. There's, there's there's so much in the books. Yeah, there's no way you can get all of that into just a few episodes. True. In my view, but I, I understand the frustration. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I get it. I'm sure they will explore it more in the books, and I just yeah. have to be patient. And I know that it's super hard to try and get like giant novels made into. I completely understand. Yeah. It's it, there's yeah 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 and then satisfying. yeah and also the whole Danny super quick progression to Mad Queen. I think yes. like you were saying, if they possibly did one extra season, I could have I could have completely yeah. bought it if you know there was a bit more of there was a bit more agree. of it there if that makes sense yeah because there were like little things but it wasn't enough no. it didn't feel like enough to make her go full on crazy like, yeah. there needed to be some some more dissent there <laughs> yeah especially as you know seeing where she's come from freeing all these slaves and yeah and all this she was so great yeah so you, you need more to be shame. convinced that she's changed that much so. yeah okay anyway very much looking forward to to finishing off the books if he ever finishes <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. But overall, just, I mean, for me, the best TV show out there. Yeek, just for, I don't know, style, visual, cinematography, acting, just story, maybe not season as much, but yeah, just fantastic. And just, you know. It's certainly up there for me with like Breaking Bad and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's it's prime time, yes. you know? <laughs> so yeah, let's know what you thought of the season finale and yes. what you're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. week we're joined by special guest adam Seckman, who plays gary green on legends of tomorrow who everyone will know as agent gary green he's a bit of a, a bit of a nerdy sort of time mm-hmm. bureau agents which is kind of interesting he's had a very um he's definitely been involved in the series a lot more and if you're up to date with it then you'll know that there's this a weird storyline about his nipple <laughs> Mm, which plays okay. into fun. <laughs> yes, Legends of Tomorrow is very silly. It's very silly. It's very, yes. very silly, but very fun. So uh, there will be spoilers for the last part of the season. So if you haven't watched it, go and check it out if you're into the CW shows and then come back and have a listen. But otherwise, enjoy. Enjoy. Nicola! How you doing? Yeah, really good. How are you? You looking forward to the finale tonight? Great, Yeah! And I, much so. by the looks of it, you're playing the Flash. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a little wacky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Legends, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Sure, sure. Fantastic. So well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Adam, aka A Gary pleasure. Green. Thank you very much. Looking forward to Game of Thrones tonight, and obviously Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, oh! You haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. Does it come on in England a day later? It does. It's what well, it comes on. What? I know. I'm trying to avoid all the spoilers, but it's impossible. <laughs> My lips are sealed. I'm telling you nothing. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> so let's crack things off with: uh, How did you first get involved in Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, so actually, um, it was a friend of mine who got me involved. Uh, a friend of mine is a writer and producer on the show, and she had contacted me uh, the summer before season three and was like, Adam, we're working on this new character. I, I think you'd be good. Uh, I think you fit the role. Uh, we don't really know exactly how long he's going to last. It's probably just like a couple episodes, three, oh, wow. maybe more. 
Um, but we don't really know yet. And so she got me the audition and I did it and, uh, thankfully I got it and it's been amazing. Yeah. And I mean, how much of you is in Gary? Cause if your friend was like, you might play this guy, <laughs> you might be like uh, you. <laughs> I think a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm definitely not braver than Gary, so that's pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I have a generally sunny disposition, um like to you know i get along with everyone uh thankfully not as bullied as gary is um (laughs) sadly for him yeah (laughs) but yeah i do think we have a lot in common yeah yeah do you play D &D as well (laughs) i actually don't play D &D and and the the writers of the show do have a D &D group oh wow that i would i would love to play with them but uh i haven't yet yeah. Part of that is because they are in uh, they're in LA and we shoot the show in Vancouver. Oh, so obviously, um, Gary's a huge fan favorite. Have you been surprised by the reactions to him? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. No, it's been amazing. Um, I'm very humbled by it and uh, yeah, honored that people are reacting so positively to Gary. Yeah. And I mean, you've had some absolutely fantastic scenes. Uh, for me, totally, I think, yeah. obviously, the unicorn and the nipple has to be my favorite. <laughs> oh, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. It was when I first read that scene, I was just shocked. And, and the fact that the nipple just keeps recurring throughout the season. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It's like it's own little character, isn't it? <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Will he actually get his nipple back? That's not evil is the big question. <laughs> Well, where are you in the show? I think we're a little bit behind in oh, England. So <laughs> I'm telling you nothing, oh, Nicola, no. nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what, what's been your uh, favorite scene to film so far? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. There have been so many. Um, I, lo- I mean, all the stuff, I mean, like you mentioned, with the unicorn, with live animals, the unicorn, we did stuff with a pig, had to chase a chicken. <laughs> Uh, um, um, so the animals have been fun and you know like the cast is so great and we get along so well that it's yeah I don't know I never seem to have a bad time on that show it's always always a pleasure (laughs) definitely and I mean looking at your Instagram you and Jess seem like you have the most fun time (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah we get along great um yeah it's she's amazing she's so funny and brilliant super talented and a great hang. Definitely. And I mean, you've got to wear so many good costumes as well, haven't you? I mean, you've, totally. you've worn Nates recently. I mean, in the season finale, you've got the Flash. <laughs> what yeah, was it it's like? Been a lot of tight leather. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got to, you really have to plan out your pee breaks because <laughs> right. uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit complicated. There's a lot of extra armor that needs to be removed each time. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not like jock armor i mean like no. arm chest armor <laughs> right. yeah. so this season obviously the main focus is being constantine and you know the magical fugitives um is yeah. there any of the characters from the cw you'd like to see join the queue uh next season at all Ooh, good question well i guess it has to stay in the dc universe can't be like Riverdale characters coming into life. I guess it can be. I <laughs> guess Legends can kind of do anything. Or like Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, it would be, I guess, kind of funny if somehow there was like a way to meld in if, if it was a character from a different show, something some kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Nicola, you're just firing away with killer cues <laughs> well, one after another. Wow, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let's look at it this way. You've had a Bollywood show, haven't you? A Bollywood episode. Yes. I mean, it, something along that vein. Would you like a musical one? Because I know the CW have done a couple, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah, that would be amazing. What would Gary, Gary pick? <laughs> <sighs> Ooh. I think Gary maybe... Uh, I don't know. I'm partial to the producers. So maybe Gary tries to produce a musical oh. for the legends that fails desperately. Yeah. Um, or the, yeah, that's a good question. I have to, I'll, I'll talk to the writers tonight. Okay. I'll, uh... <laughs> yeah. So obviously we've got the five part crisis coming up is the big crossover coming later this year. Are you looking yeah. forward to that? I mean, cause legends have been announced to actually be involved at this time, which is great. Yeah. We, we miss them. <laughs> Uh, hopefully I hope so. I mean, that's, that stuff's above my pay grade, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I anticipate that I anticipate and hope that I'll be part of it. Yeah. That's going to be a beast. Yes. Uh, and, and I guess like a, that's like the swan song for arrow, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, about that. I know as much as you, I probably know much less than you do about that five part. <laughs> crossover other than that it is a five part and legends are part of it um and i think the last part of it i think legends is the last hour of it i think i feel like i read that somewhere <laughs> so you don't know yourself i don't know oh. anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> they tell me nothing <laughs> yeah. yeah i am literally exactly like gary they they tell me nothing and then i get portaled in in the last second nice <laughs> so i've got to ask do you have your own bebo i don't what i don't have my own bebo i know it's have you not sad. demanded I, it <laughs> well it's kind of funny like the um you know legends warner brothers doesn't sell any they don't sell any products uh but i have a bunch that i've bought online from different fans which is amazing <laughs> that the fans make so many cool things yeah but uh, I have not purchased a Bebo yet, but I have a bunch of t-shirts. I have a where's my nipple t-shirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you have the I socks have a, still? Uh, no, they didn't give me the socks. What? <laughs> I know. When you they leave, have <laughs> you have to take them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have, I should have just taken them. Yeah. Big mistake. Huge mistake. But they were like knitted specially by uh, a seamstress for that episode. So I guess they the costume department needed them in case they recur. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you tell us about the season finale tonight? Anything at all? <laughs> hmm. I guess, uh, let, uh, what can I tell you? Shit. <laughs> all, all you need is love, Nicola. All you need is right. love. <laughs> okay. That's what flash. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So uh, last one, uh, are you working mm -hmm. on anything else at the moment? I know, I mean, you've had this amazing announcement that you're joining Gary Oldman and Army Hammer in Dreamland. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, that movie wrapped already. Oh, wow. Um, that's an amazing, uh, amazing script all about the opioid crisis in the US. And it's sort of a cross-border US-Canada story. There's drugs, there's violence, there's therapy there's all kinds <laughs> of stuff and uh yeah i play a 
sketchy Armenian drug dealer. Oh, bit of a difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Yeah. Hand tattoos. Ooh. Jewelry. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Leather jacket, Nicola. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cracking out all the leather today. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so that should be coming out at the end of the year, hopefully. But it's, uh, yeah, it should be a really, really cool movie. Obviously, I wish I didn't get a chance to work with Gary, but uh, I did get to work with Army Hammer, and he was delightful. He's a great guy. A classy chap. <laughs> Nice. Trying to put it in your terms. That's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So then is it just cracking on for the next season of Legends? Cracking on, yeah. Um, I guess Legends goes starts production uh, like beginning of July. So I'll be heading back to glorious Vancouver to get back to work, hopefully, nice. on repairing the timeline. Because it's just so fucked up. <laughs> what have you done to it? <laughs> I'm fixing it. It's not my fault. It's the legends. They're the ones that screwed up. I... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nicola. It's been a pleasure. All thank the best to you. you Enjoy too. Thrones thank and you Legends. Woo! What a yeah. night for you. I oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Take care. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Time to announce the winner of our Detective Pikachu bundle giveaway. So, what was up for grabs this time round, Chris? So, there's a plush, a poster, mm-hmm. case file, booster packs, and pins, and possibly more. And a snubble shiny card as well. Yes. Ooh, yes. so lots and lots of things for all you Pikachu and Pokemon fans. Indeed. So, without further ado... And the winner is Basil at Fop Doodles Art on Twitter. So huge congratulations. Well done, well Well done. done. Thank you so much for entering. If you'd like to send us a DM on where you'd like your bundle being sent to, that would be fantastic. Cool. Thank you very much. So what's uh, what's our next competition going to be then, Chris? So we got a little bundle from MCM, haven't we? We did, yeah. A couple of pops, a couple of MCM exclusive pops. Mm -hmm. Three to be exact yep so here we got three up for grabs from the mcm london comic-con exclusives so we have got darth vader golden chrome we got a red wing robin oh that's really hard to say red, <laughs> red wing Ro- robin Ro- i'm trying to say that when you're drunk and the pierce de la resistance is the thanos 10 inch from avengers infinity war which this is giant yes Very i impressive. mean that alone is probably worth entering guys <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we had to drag that home from London. It's, it's a bit weighty, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bit bulky. So, yeah, how do they go about entering then, Chris? So, you'll have to go over to our Twitter. We'll post a competition tweet once we once this episode is live. Mm-hmm. And you will have to follow, we have a whole pod, retweet the tweet mm-hmm. and leave a little hashtag. Yeah, we'll, try. we'll think of the hashtag. We'll put it on the tweet. So, yeah, uh, like hashtag Giant Thanos or something like that. <laughs> something like that. MTM. Giant Thanos. Giant Thanos. Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that will be going for two weeks. So just to quickly repeat, we've got three Funko Pops up for grab. We've got Thanos 10-inch, Darth Vader Golden Chrome, Red Wing Robin. I oh, did that. Red Go Wing and Robin. head over to our Twitter at, at We Have a Hawk Pod, and then just follow the, the pinned tweet and the instructions will all be there. So it's all very, very simple. This one will end on Friday the 7th of June. Fantastic. Okay, good luck, everybody. Good luck.
in this week's Hawk Topics, we asked you guys on Twitter, we'd like to know your favourite Disney live action remake so far, considering we've re- we reviewed Disney's Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So, should we throw it to Twitter first and then our answers so you can copy them? Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so first up, we got Get Your Comic Con, at Get Your Comic Con, who said, like others, we have only seen a couple of them. Of those we've seen, it would have to be Aladdin, even though we both felt it was just okay. <laughs> yep. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, they've been a bit hit and miss. I don't know if yeah. you've got the list up in front of you. Have you got the list up in front of you? Uh, I, do you want me to read them out? Would that be helpful? That would be helpful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know whether this is considered live action remake, but there's 101 and 102 Dalmatians back in 2009-1996. Who knew? Yeah. Alice in Wonderland, and that was 2010. You got Maleficent, which... Isn't a, I guess, beat for beat remake. remake. It's sort of reimagining, I suppose. Mm. Uh, That was 2014. You got Cinderella, which was 2015. Jungle Book, 2016. Alice Through the Looking Glass, 2016. Beauty and the Beast, 2017. Wow, was that long ago? Uh, Christopher Robin, 2018. Uh, Dumbo, 2019. And Aladdin, also 2019. Yeah, I mean, most of those I wouldn't really consider remakes. Okay. Know, but, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next up, we got Rick Grayson at IV182. He said, I think Cinderella is the best one. Mm, okay. I don't actually think I've seen that one. Oh, have you not? It's got, no. um, what's his name? Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yes. He plays Prince Charming, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> X Geeks, that X Geeks said, Beauty and the Beast. Not only did it deliver a positive retelling of a much loved story, it was able to build and create new aspects too. So it had that surprise factor. It was also a big step forward for representation in a mainstream Disney property. And that was from Ben. Yes, I agree, Ben. I think this is probably my choice. I think it's been the best one so far, honestly. I don't think it was perfect, but it was pretty good. Yeah, definitely up there. And yeah, I I definitely know what you mean. Um, There was kind of a few references to things, um, but there were new things as well. Like there were two new songs that I actually really, really loved. I thought they were very, very good. Very well done. It included a little bit more of her kind of family history as well. Yeah, that's true. And kind of a little bit more about the other characters as well. Mm. As in, you know, his his workers in the castle. Yeah, like Mm. a bit of the kind of castle backstory. Yeah. Who who they actually were beforehand and stuff. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, a bit more fleshed out. Mm. Mm. Next up, we've got Jack and the Geekstalk at Jack Geekstalk, who says, hands down, Beauty and the Beast. Agreed. Yep, fair <laughs> yeah, fair play, fair play. <laughs> Next up, 20th Century Geek underscore pod at 20th Century Geek, who said, in all honesty, I think they've all been a bit meh. <laughs> Cinderella was definitely the worst. If I had to pick a best, it would be Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Ooh, wow. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, Is this turning you off watching Cinderella? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew about it. I knew it was, I knew it it existed, but I didn't go out to watch it. So obviously, yeah. And I heard it wasn't great. Okay. um, But yeah, I think Beauty and the Beast is top of the pack, but you might be right. They're not, they're not awesome so far, are they? (laughs) Oh dear. Generally. So Comics in Motion podcast, that Comics in Motion P also said, yep, I'd agree with this about Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. Mm Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Chadwick at Chaddy Daddy and, oh, I like that name, Chaddy Daddy <laughs> underscore 19, who said, top three, one, Aladdin, two, Jungle Book, and three, Alice in Wonderland. I'd completely forgotten about Alice in Wonderland, you know. Oh, really? Yes, I, I definitely watched it and then just forgot about it. But <laughs> thinking back now, I think it was okay, right? Yeah, I mean, the visuals were good and, yeah. you know, it was very Tim burton if that's your cup it's of tea. really my cup of tea, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> If you're a fan of the director, then sure, you definitely sure. like it. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it was very creative. 
I'd give it that. Not sure yes. if it's one of my favourites, but I can understand the enjoyment. Jungle Book also I haven't seen. So. I can't believe you haven't seen Jungle Book. It's John Favreau. Is it John Favreau? It is John Favreau. Um, yeah, I really like that one, actually. Would that be the top one? Uh, no. Beauty and the Beast. No, it would be Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, okay. of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that would maybe come second or third. I really mm. liked Christopher Robin. I don't know if that's class. Well, it's on the list as a remake, but I'd say that was more of a sequel or a prologue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Next up, we got Paul Atwood at Paul's Full House. He said, I've not seen any of them yet, but if the trailers are anything to go by, The Lion King looks the business, followed by Aladdin and Dumbo bringing up the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Colby Mac at Colby told me left a review which I'm not going to read out it's quite long <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, but he said 8 out of 10 so fair play uh, oh, for Aladdin like sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a gif of Will Smith doing his uh, genie dance with the lit f- the flames three times so I'm guessing that's Aladdin <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talking Alpha Flight at Alpha Talking said Aladdin. Oh, mm. I'm getting quite a lot of love, actually. Yeah, it's getting a lot of love. Mm. Surprising, actually. Sorry. From my perspective. <laughs> yeah. Alcee Cool at Alcee Cool said Maleficent. At least it was a remake with an actual twist rather than a shot-for-shot remake with a few twists to make it more friendly to today's audience. I was really looking forward to Maleficent. I loved the trailer oh, okay. for that. It was really cool. It had that um, that song on it. That lady. What's, what's that lady's name? <laughs> That's really not... <laughs> Is it Lana Del Rey or something? Uh, yeah. Yes, Once Upon a Dream. Yeah, Once Upon a Dream. Yeah, was it kind of a bit creepy? So creepy, but uh, really, really but kind of interesting. Of, and I, I liked, I really liked the look of it. And then I watched it and I wasn't hugely impressed with it. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. But, yeah, there wasn't anything. But <laughs> yeah. I think they were like, mm. I don't know, it's difficult because I think they made you feel a bit more sympathetic towards her. And she wasn't yeah. always bad and stuff, was she? But... <laughs> yeah, it just kind of fell a bit flat for me, I think, mm. in, in, when it was all said and done. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think it was okay. the thing for me is I wasn't a huge fan of, like, the like first couple of Disney films. Right. Like, you know, Sleeping Beauty, um, Snow White, yeah. all those ones, they're a bit meh to me. Maybe. I think it depends fair. how old you are, but you certainly have, like, favourite Disney do, films, you do, don't yeah. you? For sure. So, so you would say that that's like the remaking of Snow White. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, would like Snow White and the Huntsman count? Oh, yeah. That's mm. the Huntsman, wasn't there? I've no idea. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for sending in your comments. Yeah, uh, by the sounds of it, yours would be Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I think as it is mine, closely followed by Jungle Book, and then Christopher Robin. Actually, although I quite enjoyed Dumbo, was parts of Dumbo, parts of Dumbo, parts of Dumbo. I thought that was good. But yeah, um, I'm just looking up the next like upcoming releases so we've got the lion king which is a big one for me yes <laughs> very worried this was my film when i was a kid and now i'm like ooh. again i think it is john favreau who did jungle book okay so i've got faith in him but it's such a yeah i do like john favreau but yeah i just don't know because how can it be live action animation and, <laughs> yeah. like the original was animation which mm. is cool and then to say you're making a live action one but then it's animation. Yeah. I don't, really I don't understand. understand. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Maleficent 2, which Maleficent might two. be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lady and the Tramp. Uh, that's scheduled for November 2019. I haven't heard anything about this, that's really. Like, with actual dogs? Like, can you want Dalmatians? 
okay. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. And I don't know if these are all, you know, super correct and stuff, uh, but we've got Mulan in March 2020, which mm. is one of my favorites. So that would be pretty cool. There's apparently a couple of writers and producers like on board, so that could mm. be interesting. Mm. All this stuff just makes me want to play Kingdom Hearts again. Like <laughs> the first, first two. Yeah, well, talking about Kingdom Hearts, Cruella. Cruella. Apparently is coming in December 2020. That's uh, quite I a lot, know. actually. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know why they're coming for the whole... They're going for the, quite a lot of the villainous angle, aren't they? Mm. Interesting. Um, and then a lot of them, uh, TBA, we've got Sword in the Stone, Pinocchio, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Lilo and Stitch. Uh, what? what? Could they do that? Is that even that old? I don't know. This is Wikipedia, so who knows? Um, <laughs> and then Little Mermaid. Mm, okay interesting anyway yeah super excited about mulan hunchback and notch Dame could be interesting don't know how they do lilo and stitch yeah just just going through the list it's kind of hard to imagine a lot of them isn't it it's, it's just very random action. yeah well we'll see yeah we will you know all right try and keep a open mind about them yes so uh look out for our next talk topics coming up very shortly on twitter yes Thank you so much for listening. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us or if you'd like to take part in any future Hawk topics, how do they go about doing that then, Chris? Right, you should be following us on Twitter, basically, because that's where we're most active. <laughs> yes. Twitter.com forward slash we have a Hawk pod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff forward slash we have a Hawk pod. We have some reviews type things up on YouTube if you want to go check those out forward slash we have a Hawk. And you can check out some of Nicola's reviews and uh, and lovely writings at <laughs> wehaveahulk.co.uk. <laughs> yes. What are we going to be talking about in next week's, not next week's, in the future episode thing, Chris? In the future, <laughs> we will be discussing. What are we talking about in the future? <laughs> <laughs> next episode will be in two weeks, where we'll be discussing... Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which Indeed. is Godzilla 2, which looks kind of intriguing. We weren't huge fans of the first one. Yeah, generally speaking, I'm not a huge monster movie fan. Okay. Um, and the first one, you know, wasn't great. But uh, it had Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah, it was good until it didn't have Brian uh, yes. Cranston. Um, <laughs> good point. This one looks really good from the trailer, so yeah. I'm excited for it. So um, this will be out like the day we release this one. So. <laughs> yeah. But yes. also, we'll be talking about Dark Phoenix, an X-Men film, which could be hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of negativity lot about of negativity the film. One. Yeah, but, but the, the clips I saw pretty good yeah the trailer trailer looks good so i'm I'm kind of excited for it we'll see what happens yeah i think it'll be an intriguing one anyway because like there's always a bit of a divide when it comes to the x-men in this household mm, isn't there true, so true. <laughs> yes i'm not the biggest x-men fan in all honesty sorry yes. don't hate me uh <laughs> it's fine but it's, it's not fine. usually for me so but we'll see yes i've liked the recent stuff more honestly okay so once again thank you so much for listening if you're new to the show really hope you go and check out any of our previous episodes with different interviews and if you're a returning listener then we love you very very much yes thank you very much so once again i hope to see you next time bye, bye.